there, I'm Michelle Bunch, and this is Enthusiasm Diaries. Enthusiasm is contagious, and in this podcast, we get to share in the enthusiasm of others and perhaps spark some of our own curiosity along the way. Thanks so much for listening. Well, I am here with Michael Benning. Michael is a hair stylist and a body worker, and he's um, here to share just a little bit about kind of what led him to become a body worker and and the things he's enthusiastic about. So, Michael, thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. Can you can you share just a little bit of your background? Sure. Um, I've been in the hair business for gosh, 35 years now. Okay. So long, long time. time. <laughs> <laughs> and I've done a whole bunch of different stuff within the industry, but probably hardcore with clients behind the chair for at least 29, 30 years. So, so through decades. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> a long time. I know. Well, I'm not old enough. <laughs> I know. I can't believe it just looking at you. Um, so what keeps you doing it for three decades? What do you like about it? For me, um, you know, when I first got in the business, it was all about the fashion and the, you know, excitement and the hair and like trends that, yeah all that yeah. kind of stuff which is still fun sure. um you know I still love to do all that I still love to do the fashion shows and all that stuff um but what became kind of obvious to me oh probably about a third of the way into it were these incredible connections I started making with people mm-hmm. and retaining these clients and realizing that the relationships were continuing and growing and um, the connections are just absolutely amazing. I mean, you're creating friendships, you're creating family ties. You start to learn, you know, your clients and their families and their, Mm -hmm. you know, triumphs and their tragedies. And uh, it just, you just start to realize that you're doing more than just the hair when you're standing there. And that's what's kept me going because trust me, it takes a toll on your body. (laughs) Standing. Yeah. There are days where I'm like, Oh, you know, I just, I I can't do 22 people in a day anymore. You would do that many. Oh yeah. Yeah. Whoa. Okay. Yeah. And so, you know, just kind of through, its own process. I've been able to kind of redefine my clientele and it, it has not necessarily been intentional, Mm -hmm. but I've found myself in a space right now that I have the best out of my clientele there. I love everybody. There's maybe one or two that I'm not over the moon with, but, but they're like your favorites. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody else. I mean, they're just, awesome and it, it's just so cool to get to know these people they're a part of my life and right. um, I'm a part of theirs and it's it, it's such a motivator that the hair has actually kind of become secondary mm-hmm. and <clears throat> I'm into you know all the current trends and all that kind of stuff so it's not like I'm banging out 20 year old hair but <laughs> right um, right you know, keeping up on that, but also being in such a great place that 
clients can talk to me about, you know, what what do they want to do with their hair? How do how do they want their hair to make them feel? Oh, I love that. Yeah, yeah which is huge mm-hmm. because that dialogue doesn't happen um, all the time between a client and a hairdresser, mm-hmm. especially if you're kind of in and out with right. a client. <clears throat> yeah, you would never have a conversation like that if you saw someone twice. Right. Like, well, and you go in and, you know, the number one thing is you're just not going to click with everybody. Um, sure. But if you're one of those hairdressers that is there to just do your thing, mm-hmm. you're not going to have the same experience. I mean, you might do well, but you're not creating relationships with your clients right and same thing if if the client is always looking for something else mm-hmm. um they're not putting themselves in a position to create a connection with somebody right so right it, it's definitely a two-way street uh-huh well and i love that you said how you want to feel with your hair but i'm also was thinking how your clients must feel being with you during those what can be long appointments if they're doing oh, yeah. color and stuff. I mean, it's, it's, it's the whole experience for them, like feeling like they can talk with you about anything that's coming up. And they do. I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. There have been times where I've been like, okay, that is a little too much information uh-huh. for me. But um, that doesn't happen very often because I've, I've learned that, even if sometimes I feel like it might be a little too much information, they need to give it to somebody. Mm-hmm. And that's part of my job. And I don't absorb that. And I don't judge that either. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've had some situations where, you know, they're kind of a little questionable where I'm like, you did what? <laughs> Wait, what was that? Yeah. 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 But it's, it's just really amazing because it's like sitting down with a family member or a really old friend Mm -hmm. that you can just really talk to about anything. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't care. I'm not going to offer any kind of judgment on what you're going through. I'm just kind of there to share it with you. Mm -hmm. And part of sharing it with you is listening. And, you know, I'll give you some feedback too. I mean, if you know me, Mm -hmm. it's like, don't ask if you don't, <laughs> right. if you don't want me to Do answer. you really want to know? Yeah. 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 So it's it's incredible. You know, there's just situations with um, incredible triumphs in people's lives mm-hmm. and um, also incredible tragedies. And I cannot tell you how many times somebody will come in and I barely get the words, hi, how are you, out of my mouth, and they're bursting into tears. Wow. Because of whatever is going on. on. Yeah. And that means more to me than anything mm-hmm. that you can walk in and you don't have to say anything, you know, and I've got some big arms. You <laughs> fall right in and let me give you a hug, mm. you know, and the COVID thing was really hard last year because I'm such a hugger. Yeah. That, like, what do we do? Yeah. yeah. And the whole faking it and elbow bumping thing. No, it doesn't do cut it. it. So yeah, I did cheat with a couple of clients. Yeah. <laughs> Understandably. I mean, we need yeah. that physical, physical touch. And, and that's kind of leads into other things we're going to talk about. But I, I had this kind of image when you were talking about that of like, you know, you get your hair cut and it does feel lighter, but truly emotionally probably feeling yeah. lighter too, leaving. <clears throat> well, and also, you know, 
interpreting what a client is saying to you is mm-hmm. huge. Um, Can you think of an example? Well, you know, you might have a client that comes in and sits down and says, I, I, I'm feeling really old mm-hmm. or I'm really tired. I'm really worn out. And it's like, well, you know, why have you been physically exhausting yourself? No, I'm just emotionally worn out. Mm-hmm. Well, my interpretation of that is, hey, they need to pick me up. So then I initiate a dialogue of, well, you know, let's talk about your hair. Let's talk about what do you want to do? Let's, do you want to change up the color? You want to change up the cut? Are you in a place right now now where it needs to be dramatic? Mm -hmm. Or does it need to be subtle? You know, what, what does that mean? And so the, the dialogue is so important. And lots of times, um, I will make small changes without (laughs) pre-discussion just because I feel like it's the right thing to do. Mm -hmm. And it will be something that they will appreciate because it's not such a drastic in-your-face change. But they're like, like, trust me. (laughs) Yeah. They're like, oh, my God, I didn't know an inch could make so much of a difference. Mm -hmm. And it's like, yeah, or just a half a level color change or Mm -hmm. something like that. So it's interpreting where they are and and, um, what they're needing. And then when I get, you know, texts later, which happens quite a bit, you know, I had, I, I do special occasion hair quite a bit. Oh, cool. And so I'll have a client that'll send me a photo. You know, I did her hair because her daughter got married or I did her hair because she got married or, um, you know, something big, Mm -hmm. a big corporate party. And they text me a picture with, you know, the full dress on and the husband's all dressed up and her hair's all done. And and she's like, oh, my God, I felt so beautiful tonight. And it's like, that's when it gets me, you know, right in the heart. I'm like that's awesome because that's what she needed. That's Mm -hmm. what she wanted. And, you know, if I can put a smile on your face, that's number one. Number one. Are those the moments where you're like, this is, I'm doing a thing. This is why I'm doing this. This is my thing. Yeah. Yeah. This is why I'm doing this. Yeah. And it's not just the connection, but it's the, the aftermath of the connection too, Mm -hmm. because it just continues. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. One thing I've wondered about is, like terms people use for what they want done with their hair. (laughs) And there's like a lot of vague words that like, or words that can mean a lot of different things. And I don't even necessarily have something in mind right now, but I've got plenty of examples that that's where the internet has really worked against our industry. You think? Yeah. Number one, people will throw on videos of stuff and call it something And it's like, no, that's not what that is. And I don't really think you're a hairdresser anyway. (laughs) Right. But, you know, we'll have clients that will come in and be like, I want a shag or I want a pixie. Uh Uh-huh. We get that a lot, both of those. Okay. And it's immediately I go into, well, what is your version of a shag? Yeah, that's a good question. What's your version of a pixie? Let's talk about this. Do you have a picture? Mm -hmm. Because they throw out these terms that... Over the course of a long time, and since I've been doing this for so long, everything, everything is recycled. Right. There is nothing new. It's all recycled <laughs> yeah. and tweaked. And sure. 
So I've seen four different versions of Pixie in the last 35 years. And so I have to determine, you know, where did you get that term? Did Mm -hmm. you get it yesterday on the internet? (laughs) Did you get it out of a magazine 10 years ago? You know, what, what is it? And if you don't do that and you go Go for it, yeah, you know, it's 50, 50 on whether or not you're (laughs) going to get it right. So it's like you have to investigate and dig a little bit to figure out or what do you like about that or something like that. And color is another thing that's really interesting with clients because people's, um, interpretation of color is how they see color it drastically is different from one another really oh it's amazing that's interesting to me it's and i think most hairdressers are pretty good about going okay well what do you mean by warm what do you mean by gold (laughs) what do you mean by red right you know we'll have a lot of clients that are like i don't want to see any red okay well you're blonde, so you won't. But, you know, gold comes across as red. Right. To most people. So it's like. Right. So you've really got to figure out, you know, what what is your interpretation or of cool and warm. A lot of people don't understand the difference between a cool tone and a warm tone. Mm-hmm. It's like how there's thousands of color white. Yeah. So imagine exactly, if you're exactly. like trying to say, I want I want it to be lightened up. But like, yeah. what does that mean? Yeah, that's, it's like, I imagine you have always have three to four follow-up questions. Yeah. <laughs> well, and the most recent trend was the whole gray thing that uh-huh. started to happen last year into this year. And people are like, oh, I want platinum. Okay, well, platinum is not gray. And they'll show you a picture of that very trendy gray, right. which I personally think is ugly. But um, it's like, okay, that's not platinum. Right. Yeah, platinum is white and silver. Right. <laughs> so, but because on the internet, they're like, oh, you know, I got these platinum highlights. And it's like, no, they're gray. They're gray. Yeah. yeah. So maybe if there's a takeaway, it's like, bring a picture. And a lot of hairdressers hate it. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, which always surprises me because I'm like, that's a visual for you. Right. You're able to look at a picture out of somebody's head. Yeah. And it also, it's good for color, but it's especially good for cuts. Okay. Because some people see this fabulous haircut, but they don't realize that, uh, number one, they don't have the same head of hair as the person in the picture. Or the same face shape. Yeah. Yeah. And they didn't have a hairdresser working on that style for the photograph. Right. So like what the daily upkeep would be like too. Yeah. Yeah, It's beautiful and it looks pretty easy, but you know, a hairdresser worked on that for an hour. Right. Do you really want to do that every morning? (laughs) Yeah. I doubt it. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's very interesting. It's all down to interpretation. Yeah. And and making the client feel comfortable about it. Mm -hmm. You know, I've seen hairdressers be like, oh my God, you would look so horrible with that well you've just dashed their Mm -hmm. dreams for the day Mm -hmm. instead of saying well you know what that's cool but if we did this this would really look good on you Mm -hmm. oh it's such a different emotional feeling and it's you know just being super sensitive to people and Mm -hmm. especially now you know the last 
18 months has been a ringer for people. Mm-hmm. And I don't care your socioeconomic background, your geographic background. It's been hard for everybody. Right. And the it's it's funny because what you do one of my soft spots right now is I probably have about five or six therapists mm-hmm. as clients. And you know, you can tell when it's really up because they come in and they are just wiped, mm-hmm. you know, just drained because, mm-hmm. you know, it takes a lot of energy when you're working on a therapeutic level. Right. You know, it's, that's what I do is nothing compared to that. And, you know, I see them come in and, you know, I just try to, I dial it back and I mm-hmm. keep it soft mm-hmm. and, you know, what do you Relaxing. need today? Yeah. Not what you, what do you want today? What do you need today? Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's just to vent Sometimes it's to sit there and say nothing. Yeah, silence. Yeah, just get their hair done. Yeah. Let somebody rub their head. Yeah, and close their eyes. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, Mm. those are the things that make you really successful Mm -hmm. behind the chair is just paying attention to people. Yeah, that goes a long way. Yeah. And so many people get into my industry um, for the flash, you know, it's sexy, it's cool, it's you know, very hip, it's very now, um, which you can still have all of that. But, you know, if you want to be in it for the long haul, you got to learn that your feet are on a different track Mm -hmm. and, you know, that's what you got to do. That's what you got to do. Yeah. Well, speaking of your feet and your body and the (laughs) toll it takes, um, I mean, you alluded to that and I think of that often, like even getting my hair done, just like it is very physically demanding. Is that kind of what prompted your interest in massage or could you, (coughs) could you share how you kind of got interested in just massage in general? Well, it's kind of interesting because that was my, my follow-up, my, reinforcement. Okay. What originally got me into massage was getting massage. For yourself. Uh, For myself. You know, when I was really, really doing an enormous book, you know, 18, 22 people a day. Yeah. um, I just died on the weekends. And I was very fortunate. I had a, a neighbor of mine who actually um, moved into the house I moved out of Mm -hmm. in Capitol Hill. And he was an incredible massage therapist. And for a while I was going once a week, I needed it so bad. And then I'd back off to two weeks. And I just got to thinking, you know, I love getting a massage so much. It's Mm -hmm. so important and it's so healthy Mm -hmm. on all levels. And, you know, when you're, Getting a massage, it's not just your muscles. It's your circulatory system. It's your lymphatic system. It's your nervous system. Mm-hmm. All of those systems are getting worked on at the same time, and you just don't realize it because you're just into feeling the muscles. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when your muscles and all that stuff are doing what they're supposed to be doing, then your bones are in place, and you don't have to do the chiropractic thing. I mean, right? some people still do, but... Not as much. Maybe you don't need it as much. Yeah. And so I thought, you know, I'm going to try because it's so relaxing to me and kind of my Zen space. 
I wonder if I would get into it as much being the person giving the massage. Mm -hmm. And so I coerced several friends into letting me work on them and just test it out. And I worked on my massage guy too. He oh, cool. And I like love, to see how it would feel on yeah. that end. Yeah. Okay. And I, I asked, you know, my massage guy, I'm like, okay, Craig, am I way off base? How's my energy? You know, you need to be really honest with me because this is something I'm considering. Wanting feedback. Yeah. yeah. And he said, you're so right there. He goes, you need to learn some technique, but yeah, your energy is really good. Mm -hmm. So then I kind of started moving forward with it and I just kind of played around with it for a couple of years. Um, and then decided to take the plunge, um, at the very beginning of 2020, uh, to actually start some formal education, Okay. which, you know, completely bombed out with COVID. Um, yeah, you almost can't think of an industry that would get harder, hit harder in terms of the proximity. And yeah, just completely shut down. Yeah. And they did offer uh, some online theory classes, mm -hmm. <clears throat> which are great, but you can't practically put them to use. You can't have somebody standing there with you working over a body. Right. Um, so it's been kind of in and out of... I've been able to get some spot classes in and and that type of thing. And even this year was off to a really rocky start. Mm -hmm. Well, it kind of shoved the entire curriculum 18 months out of whack. So. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. So now I'm on the back burner for another, you know, six to 12 months before I can be back on track, mm -hmm. which sucks. But I've decided to, you know go ahead and move forward with it. So once I got into that, then I, you know, continue to do the hair and, you know, I talk about what I'm doing with my clients. And I had a female client of mine um, in her 60s mm -hmm. say, you know, I would love to learn how to give my husband a massage. And I said, really? She goes, yeah, I mean, I'll give him a little foot rub and that kind of thing. She goes, but I think he would flip out if I could give him a really decent massage. Mm -hmm. And that's what kind of kicked it in for me that I was like, well, why am, why am I not marrying these two things? I love them both. Right. And the two things meaning specifically what? Meaning um, massage mm -hmm. and kind of drawing from my client base from behind the chair. Like the relationships. Yeah. Okay. Because I already have this intense connection with these Clearly, people. Clearly, yeah. So I said, you know what? If you're willing, I will come over and work with you on it. Or you can come to my place and yeah. we can kind of work on it. We're going to get to a point where we're going to need a body. Right. And <laughs> we're going to need a body. <laughs> you know, where... <laughs> Where's your comfort level with that? And she said, well, I don't really want to be rubbing anybody else besides my husband. And mm -hmm. I said, well, you need to find out where is your comfort level with your husband? Mm -hmm. You know, is he willing to uh, be on the table with both of us there working on it? And yeah. 
you know, it's not going to be incredibly relaxing because I'm going to be coaching you through this. Right. And we did. And it was so much fun and so gratifying. They asked me back and kept asking me back. And that is kind of where the birth of body work came in, not just massage. Mm-hmm. I'm not a licensed massage therapist because I haven't been through all the training yet. Right. Um, and I don't pretend to be. Right, of course. But I have found that in the interim, um, this category of body work can be kind of realized and filled out if I combine the massage part of it mm-hmm. along with the connection part of it and respond to what people are needing to get out of the experience in its entirety, mm-hmm. which once I started to kind of look at that, it swelled in my head and I was like, oh, wow, this is not at all the direction I thought I would go, but I kind of got this little butterfly feeling, which always tells me that you know, that's, it's not anxiety. That tells me that my body is responding in a positive way to yeah. something. I love that you use the word swell. Is that, yeah. is that the same as the butterfly feeling or is it something different? No, for me, the swelling um, was more internal, like in my brain, like, oh, wow, this. Like this could be big. Yeah, this could be really something that you're not even considering. And then the butterfly feeling, of course, is, you know, right in the pit. Mm-hmm. It's like... It's like, do that yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. And it's funny because, I, you know, I have a personal opinion and it's off track. But uh, butterflies, you know, I think people misinterpret butterflies as anxiety. Mm. And, you know, I try to explain to people it's not. It's your body's internal excitement which is good. Mm-hmm. You'll know anxiety when it hits you. If you if you haven't had it before, you'll know it when you have it. Right. <laughs> and if you have had it before, you know it when you're going to have it. So butterflies are something different. So pay attention to the butterflies. Mm. And there's a reason why we call them butterflies. You know, it's it's that gentle, flapping, fluttery. Yeah. You know, otherwise we'd call them bats or something. You know, <laughs> they're going to be something banging scary. around there. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but it's like if we could think differently about what that is, that's a whole different thing. Yeah. Like, no, I'm not scared. I'm excited. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to follow and try to get more of that, exactly. not stay away from it. Yeah. That's cool. So then in, I it all started with that that first couple. And um, I, I realized after about three or four sessions with just working on the massage, the husband had made a comment to me about um, – wow, this is really great, um, but I think I'm going to need to talk to her about getting a little more personal Mm -hmm. when you're not around. And I said, oh, well, if that's the direction you want to go, I can give you some pointers. Mm -hmm. And we're having this discussion with his wife there. so Sure, everyone's present. Yeah, Yeah. and she was like, really? And I said, yeah, you know, we... This is a different level. This is not just for relieving muscle pain. Mm-hmm. If you want to go through that door, this might be an easy way to do it. And it was very exciting for them in the beginning. And then they hit 
a roadblock. And that surprised me because they've been married for 40 years. Yeah. And they actually asked me to sit down with them because they didn't, they didn't know what to do. Like a, and, and certainly don't say anything if it feels too personal to this couple, but roadblock in terms of like intimacy, roadblock. Yes, okay. Exactly. Okay. Um, and it became apparent that both of them had a different idea of what intimacy was. Hmm. And so I'm kind of on the fly with it because I haven't really, you know, at that time I hadn't really gone down this road. And I thought, wow, this is fascinating that, you know, this couple who have shared everything. For 40, for, for four decades, yeah, right? Are now saying, wait a minute, we're not on the same page about being intimate. So I said, all right, let me think this through. Mm-hmm. And so my first kind of step was, okay, kind of refer it back to being behind the chair was, what is your interpretation of intimacy? You know, kind of mm-hmm. relating it back to hair color and haircuts. Sure. What, is, what does that mean to you? And she gave me a polarly opposite answer than he did. Wow. Do you think that surprised everyone? Surprised the two of them? I think it did surprise the two of them because they thought they were as intimate as they could be. Mm-hmm. And it surprised me too. But then it, it wasn't a long lasting surprise. I'm like, well, you know what? This is This is a couple in their 60s. Okay. So this is a generation that... Um, even though they've been through the sexual revolution mm-hmm. uh, of the 60s and 70s, doesn't mean that they're any closer together um, through intimacy. Because they also come from a generation that don't talk about what is intimacy. Right. Neither one of them had ever asked each other, what do you think intimacy is? Or how do you want me to be intimate with you? It got really, really fascinating. And... I said, you know what? I'm going to open up some pretty serious dialogue. And I did and I thought this is this is when I'm going to get shut down. Because I'm the, I'm kind of like, you know, I'm going to go until you tell me not to mm-hmm. kind of guy. And I was fascinated that they both really really wanted to have the conversation. They they just didn't know how. Mm-hmm. And I thought, well, you know, this actually makes sense. People in that generation don't have conversations like this. Right. And just because you think you're doing something that is turning somebody on for 40 years, well, it may not. Right. Or maybe it did <laughs> at one time and not anymore. Or Well, things- and, you know, what is intimacy? You know, is it, you know, for some people it's sex, mm-hmm. period. Right. And some people, it's not sex, period. Right. And especially between uh, men and women, you know, the gender difference Mm -hmm. is pretty big. Yeah. As far as, you know, men, and I hate to use this euphemism um, because it's been way overused, that men are hardwired, you know, towards... External 
physical sex mm-hmm. and women are hardwired to you know, internal, you know, more whatever, which I will buy up to a point. Um, I think with millennials and Gen Zers now have kind of started to blow those doors off of everything, mm-hmm. which is freaking incredible because we're talking about blowing doors off that not have only been closed, but they've been sealed, locked and thrown you know, away the key. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And so it's, it's incredible. And so I think um, when you're looking at baby boomers and to some extent, even Gen Xers, they weren't, they were never in a place where it was healthy or comfortable to have those conversations. And they kind of feel a little left out because they're watching all of this other stuff happening Mm -hmm. with gender and orientation and identification and just everything being just wide open. Mm -hmm. Not so much strict categories. Yeah. And they're like, but wait a minute, we, we haven't even been able to talk about any of it. Mm -hmm. So I, I've found that with couples, especially in their sixties, fifties and sixties, um, they just want to have the conversation and they want to have it with each other, but they don't necessarily know how. So for you to be able to come in and moderate it and bring up things, so yeah. it's maybe perhaps the the couple or someone in the couple doesn't have to be the one to broach a co- topic right. that might feel uncomfortable or I don't know what they're going to think if I bring this up. And that's that's a big one is, you know, I'll have a client, I'll have one of, one of the couple that uh, is like, I just didn't ever want to bring this up because I don't want them to think that I'm weird or that, you know, I also never wanted to tell my partner, I don't like it. Mm. And, you know, because I want to make them happy. Well, part of intimacy is happiness between both partners. Mm. And you got to find where that common ground is. And so be able to be able to like open the dialogue up and, ask questions to one or both of them and they're really giving the answer to me physically mm-hmm. but their partner's right there and so everybody's getting the information and then I can give them some exercises to mm-hmm. do at home and um, I've got some really really interesting ones that force you to pay attention to what your partner's needs are Hmm. and likes and dislikes. And um, how do we get intimate without just, you know, jumping right into bed? Right. And body work is amazing for that because you get all of it. You get the touch, you get the enjoyment, Mm -hmm. you get the connection, but you don't necessarily have to have sex to get there. Right. And, you know, hey, sex is always good. But, you know, so is also just spending time with your partner. Mm-hmm. Feeling close. Yeah. yeah. And not having to perform. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if if you've got a partner that has had a specifically rough week or two or month or whatever, you know, you can say, you know what, it is your turn to lay down and let me work on your body for you. Yeah. And... So that physical connection without having the pressure of the sex, too. Um, Now, some 
of course, incorporate it all, which is sure, yeah. great. But my particular focus is let's figure out how to get connected without all that extraneous stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's very interesting. I have another couple in their 40s that um, are pretty good. They're They're pretty in tune with each other. But when we started discussing body work, one of the things that the, neither one of them took into consideration was the in, the entire environment. Mm. So if he is going to give a little body work to her, well, what what creates a good environment for her? Is it candles? Is it dim lighting? Is it you know, piano music, Mm. is it, you know, what is it? Or is it, you know, hard rock? And, you know, it, it, so I tell them both, they have to, the person who's getting the work done gets to decide what the environment is going to be like. Yeah. And if you don't like it, you don't like it. You're not the one getting it this time. So that's your compromise to your partner. If he likes to listen to, you know, ACDC and smell hot burning wax in the background. Well, that's his, yeah, let his him do preference. It. Yeah. You know, that takes him to his place. Um, but it's, it's all about the smells, the sounds, the lighting, the, um, you know, we get into using a lot of different tools when you're doing body work. You know, it's, it's very ASMR. Uh-huh. which yeah. is funny because some of the older uh, couples are like, wow, that's really kinky. And some of the younger ones are like, well, And for people, you can, you for people that it. don't know what <laughs> ASMR is, can yeah. you share what that is? Um, or the what the acronym? Like, I, what the- I always forget the, the total description of it, but it's basically um, sensory perception. Mm-hmm. And... It involves touch. It involves sound. It involves smell. Um, if you've ever seen those YouTube videos where somebody's talking like this, it's like which I never quite understood, but you know that's part of it. Or yeah. so it's very sensory focused. Very sensory yeah. focused. And so the younger ones are kind of like, oh yeah, that's t- I totally get that. And the older ones are like, well, that's a little kinky. And I'm like, well, not really. I'm like. You know, go buy a $5 feather duster at King Supers and King Super. don't dust with it. <laughs> you know, it's like there's yeah. nothing better than a feather duster because you've got all these great feathers on there. And, you know, as far as senses go, oh, my God, you know, it's awesome. Yeah. And. So yeah. other tool, like that's a tool, obviously. Yeah. What other, are there other things that come to mind? That- oh, yeah. Like, um and this one's a little uh, ancient, but it's tried and true, is ice. Mm-hmm. Um, they make some really, really, really wonderful candles now that you light. You get this amazing scent out of them, but they're also oil-based. So you can use them on the body without... Oh, cool. It's not a regular uh, wax from a candle. It's buffered by the oil. So there's no burning when it hits you. Yeah. 
And then you also have the oils. So it becomes kind of this multi-purpose wow. tool, which they're fantastic. Yeah. Um, and it's kind of funny because some people are like, well, I don't, I'm not really into pain. And I'm like, I'm not, I'm not into teaching you how to be painful with each other. So right. anything I offer as a tool, just try it. Mm-hmm. You know, if you pour it on your arm, that's fine. Just try it. Yeah, see and, what you think. Yeah, yeah. and then... 10 times out of 10, they're like, can I buy some more candles for me? <laughs> like, yeah. Because it's just the whole idea that you, if you haven't tried yeah. anything, whether it's a certain kind of food or any yeah. of the things you're talking about, how would you even know? Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I try to stress to them, too, it's it's the whole package. You know, it's the smells. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just because you like a very floral scent... Um, and that's very relaxing to you. To you, it may not be to your partner. Right. Your partner may like citrus or um, something a little more masculine, like um, pine. Yeah, or, or sandalwood, or yeah. you know, something along those lines. And lighting, you know, and sound. Mm-hmm. You know, are you into nature sounds? Are you into um, Bach? Are you into you know? easy listening whatever whatever yeah well and I I like thinking about the conversation that could generate with you present or after of what do what would make me feel relaxed and even why does that make me feel relaxed like that's just a cool conversation to have it's totally cool and I don't think people realize that that's the first step Mm -hmm. into getting to that core of the intimacy is Everything that I do and, and all the steps that I take my clients through is to reach that goal of can you really, really be intimate and really know each other and appreciate each other and offer to each other mm-hmm. what your partner needs. And so I take baby steps mm-hmm. and I, I never initiate working with a client about this is our end goal. Right. I don't, because I, I don't know how long it will take to get there. Mm-hmm. Um, I have one client that, uh, the, the wife just really, really, really has to work on physicality. Mm-hmm. Um, she feels smothered every time her husband becomes intimate with her and that's just sitting on the couch that's wherever yeah yeah. and so we have some difficult conversations too I'm like Mm so are you not physically into your husband you know and I explained to him ahead of time that you know that's okay this there are no right or wrong answers here if you want to get to know each other better then we need to be honest Mm -hmm. Like you don't go yeah. anywhere, you don't get any closer. Yes, yeah. and the information honesty. isn't going anywhere. It's right here. Mm-hmm. And I think because I'm pretty easygoing and pretty honest, people tend to kind of open up pretty quickly with me. It took a while with this particular woman because she was very um, ashamed herself of letting somebody really explore her body. Mm. And so it had more to do with how she was feeling about her body rather than his body image. But that was not out front. And so it took a while to get to that. And 
her husband, now they are um, in their late 30s and a beautiful couple. Um, but he was shocked because he didn't realize that that's where she was. Mm. You know, he's like, hey, man, we get dressed up. We go out. We go to the clubs. She looks freaking beautiful and hot. And he goes, and then we go to cuddle and she's like, you're smothering me or you're too hot. And she's off the couch. Hmm. <clears throat> and not a snuggler in bed. And he was getting to the point to where he thought maybe she just wasn't into him anymore. Mm-hmm. And that's almost kind of where I was headed with it. And it then she had this kind of breakthrough where she was like, no, I'm just scared to death to just open up that last little bit with my body and let him, you know, be completely vulnerable to him. Wow. And it's so different than what you one might have assumed at face yeah. value. And so it was really fascinating. So I had to work on that one a little bit on how can I tailor some um, exercises for them to do, mm-hmm. you know, at home and um, came up with some and that let her be in charge. And so she could moderate at what speed mm. that they were physically going. And it it took a little while, but you know, I get these incredible phone calls. I've been treated out to dinner, you know, because they're like, we feel like we've really, you know, made huge strides and it's that for me that's I'm like hey this is awesome this is well uh, this is where I want you to be (laughs) well and it reminds me of the feeling that you were telling me about when someone sends you a picture of them dressed up and you're like I love that you're feeling good I love that what whatever we've done whether it's this body work or it's hair and how you feel like you're feeling good and you're happy and um you know one thing I'm wondering about is is I feel like you shared kind of how how this got started and that that feeling of like, huh, maybe there's something to this. How did it become, go from like the one couple that just kind of organically to being something where you're now obviously working yeah. with numerous couples? Well, it's interesting because that first couple were having dinner with some friends of theirs and the husband actually brought it up. Hmm. Which really surprised me because it's usually the women that start talking about it. But he was excited and he was like, this is a whole new chapter for us. And he goes, we are so comfortable about this and enjoying the honesty of it and the conversation. And, you know, him initiating the conversation a little bit, I think he found an in, I don't know exactly how it went, but with this couple when they were having dinner, um, that all of a sudden it piqued the other couple who was in the same age bracket. And the other couple were kind of like, well, wait a minute, you did what? You've been working with a guy? And, and their first question was, is, wow, you hired a sex worker? they're like, no, 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 he's not a sex worker, which I'm not. Um, But it it can get intimate sometimes. Mm -hmm. Um, 
And so they tossed it around for a while and ended up calling me and, you know, kind of presented it as, I want to learn how to give my wife a massage. I'm like, okay. And then I started talking about it with some of my clients. Mm -hmm. And if I felt like it was appropriate or that it might be something somebody was interested in, then I brought it up. Mm -hmm. And it has just blossomed. Um, I try to keep a little bit of control on it because I'm not in a position to let it go crazy right now because I still run a full clientele in the salon. Right. So it's finding that balance. But um, it's interesting because it this has also rolled down another lane of um, working with men on men's issues. And that's been fascinating because all of a sudden men of all ages are free and comfortable to talk about their issues, which has not been the case at all. Right. And, and when you say men's issues, like what does that encompass? Well, body issues, right. number one. Um, number two, uh, performance issues. Mm-hmm. And um, and that can mean many different things. Right. It, I had my first conversation about two years ago. Now, I would say about 40% of my clientele is men. Okay. So for this to be the first time to have a conversation with a client about men's body issues blew me away because men just don't, they're not, they've never been in a situation to freely talk about it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I just had a client of mine just start talking about his testosterone level. Right. And how he started to see a doctor about it and how he wasn't comfortable about getting on stuff and um i that's kind of what triggered my path down the men's issues road too is i'm very very Mm anti-chemical i think we pop too many pills for too many different reasons um i think pills have their place but i think you should exhaust other avenues first and so i thought well you know, these are men's issues that, you know, men are facing and it's not necessarily an age thing. can be, but, um, so I started to do a lot of research on, you know, different philosophies in dealing with body work with some of those issues. And some of it is, you know, body image Mm -hmm. stuff. Some of it is body performance stuff. Mm-hmm. And so I've kind of related um, back to a lot of Eastern and Asian philosophies. Oh, interesting. Be- because in their culture, it's very um, common. You go see a, a male body worker mm-hmm. to work on some of your issues because some of your issues don't need to have a pill to make things function correctly. Right, right. And... Just getting a little more comfortable in your skin, too. You know, I think sometimes guys don't get the attention that they deserve that, you know, hey, they've 
there's a lot of pressure on women to look and mm-hmm. be a certain way, but there is for guys too. Right. And, you know, the younger generations, I've, I've heard more dialogue between the guys, which is awesome. I love it. Yeah. Um, so it kind of took me down that path too, which is also very exciting. Um, and I think about just what that would feel like to be like, wow, I don't have to hold all this in and keep it to myself. Cause yeah. I, it, it sounds like you're talking about topics that can feel kind of taboo or too personal. Yeah. Um, but just what that can do just to say, yeah, like I, I'm dealing with this. I mean that whether or not there's other things that are worked on then, I just yeah. think that's really powerful. It is. And I've been extremely thankful for the last couple of generations to kind of come in and lay down this roadwork, this framework for everybody mm-hmm. because it's so needed to happen. Yeah. And since it has happened, I think the older generations are saying, well, the sky didn't fall in. So I think we're good. <laughs> I think we're and good. <laughs> there, and I think there's such a tremendous amount of relief to be able to, you know, just discuss this stuff and be healthy about it. Right. And be real about it. And honest. Yeah. yeah, And then get freaking excited about it. Yeah. So where does that, I mean, it's, I love just that it's felt like this, this whole thing just came from someone coming to you and asking and, and how organically this then has grown. And I, and I hear you being very like thoughtful in terms of, yes, you're not a certified massage therapist. I'm, it sounds like very thoughtful boundaries of like, what's my role here? Um, and, and some learning of different things, which sounds interesting, but do you like, do you have a sense of like where this could go, where you want? I mean, is that the big question? Who knows? Or even just, you know, I thought about it a little bit and I am enjoying the ride Mm -hmm. so much that the excitement and the enthusiasm for me comes from making the next turn. Yeah. And like just seeing where it goes. And it's been such a wonderful, safe journey um, because I am very respectful. Mm-hmm. I don't want to represent myself in any way that is not true mm-hmm. and not honest. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm not a regular therapist either. Right. Um, I have a lot of talk time <laughs> under my belt. <laughs> you do. Um, which is okay. And I, I put that to use. Mm-hmm. And so that's why it's been, it, it took me a long time to figure out what kind of description or title um, what to do get you... myself, which is really pretty much body worker. Okay. Um, because that's what I do mostly is we work with the body. Yeah. Um, it's not in a particular therapeutic um, licensed kind of way. But what if someone said, yeah, but like, what do you mean? Like if you had to give a subtitle? Um, learning how to achieve goals through your body. Cool. And it's very interesting because I've done a lot of research on it. And I don't know of anybody who's doing what I do here in Denver or in Colorado. Mm -hmm. Um, I have found a ton of people who do it in California, which is no big surprise to me at all. (laughs) Um, And quite a few in New York. Um, A lot of the East Coast that I found in my research tends to lean a little more towards the sex work Mm -hmm. part of it. Um, which is not 
my thing. Right. Um, but some of the bigger cities, a little bit. But so I'm kind of excited to be here and now because it just reinforces to me where Denver is right now mm-hmm. and where its attitude is and where its growth is. And and so it's been fascinating and really, really a lot of fun. And, and I try to tell people, you know, it's body work is the best way I can describe it, um, but it's a whole lot more than that. Right. Uh, and a lot of the body work is homework for you yeah I get in there and do some um and I have a a, meaning like showing techniques of massage and things like that and it's all on comfort level sure you know I'll have some people that are like no honey you go learn how to do it and then bring it home (laughs) but I don't want him doing it yeah kind of thing which I've only run into once okay um everybody else is usually like no it's it's all good um gets a little embarrassing sometimes because sometimes it gets a little too good for the couple, but <laughs> like, knock yourselves out. Yeah. Um, but it's it's been really, really fun coming up with homework and exercises for people because I really try to tailor it for the couple and what what is it that is going to be best for you and, you know, how how is it going to make sense to you and kind of open you up. Mm-hmm. And I've come up with some really, really interesting very interesting things which are probably a little too much to talk about but um they're fun and i get really really great responses from people um because they're going home and they're having to do this body work slash homework slash exercise with each other and nine times out of ten they spend the first 20 minutes giggling Right. Because it's out of their box. And it's like, well, the end goal is not for you guys to, you know, reach anything. The end goal is for you to learn about each other. And see and and try something out that maybe yeah. isn't comfortable. And-, well, and some of the exercises are very specific that um, you have to give up control. Mm-hmm. And your partner has control for this exercise. And then you flip it because the exercise is both of you learning what your partner is needing, not what you think they need. And once that that light bulb comes on, they're like, oh, my God, that was so much fun because I thought I was doing it right the whole time. Mm-hmm. Right. Because I didn't ask yeah. and I didn't know we could talk about it. Yeah. So it's wow. it's very interesting, very fun. Um, I've had some some somber moments uh, when a couple of people break through some really rough stuff. Um, it can become really emotional, mm-hmm. which is awesome. Um, I explained to them that you know this is good. This is this means that you're there, you're on it, mm-hmm. and it becomes so impactful to the partner that they're like, wow, I had no idea this was there. And it's like, yeah, see, this is, this is that next step to intimacy. Right. Talk about connection. Yeah. And I mean, you can be with somebody and love somebody and be close to somebody, but there can still be something in there. You know, it can be as thin as an envelope or it could be as big as a boulder. Mm-hmm. And it 
if they don't want you to see it, you're not going to see it. Mm-hmm. So it's and that keeps you apart, whether yeah. it's a little bit or a lot, right? Yeah, and whether it's even meant to, it, right. it just does. Right. And so it's so cool to be a part. You know, I'm so into the human connection to be a part of it that even when it's emotional, impactful, in a somber way, mm-hmm. um, you know, it hits me in my heart. But I. You know, I, I get these tears of absolute joy because I know this is a huge step for people. Mm-hmm. And then when it's fun and giggly and playful, that's what they need at that time. Um, if it is super sexy and intense, that's awesome because that's what they need at the moment. So right. it's, it's really great to be able to facilitate and kind of ride the journey with people. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of get the cart going and I'll steer it when it needs to be steered. But most of the time I'm in the back seat, seeing where you take it. Yeah. And you know, That's if cool. the brakes get put on, then I kind of edge on the accelerator a little bit. And, yeah. You know, so it's, it's really fun because I didn't think I would ever find anything that I enjoyed the connection as much as, you know, behind the chair. Right. With hair. And yeah. This is pretty darn close. It's, it's wow. been a lot of fun. It sounds like yeah. it. And I know people can't see like your face cause we're just recording audio, yeah. but like I can see you just lighting up thinking about just what a meaningful, like meaningful moments you're having with people. And then you've somewhat alluded to this, but what couples then say about just how their total relationship changes in oh, response totally. to this. Well, you know, imagine <clears throat> if you've been with somebody for however long, 10, 20, 30, 40 years, 50 years. Right. And you have this very intense relationship and you think you know each other inside and out. You're there. There is nowhere else you can go. You can't take it any higher and then to learn that you can mm. and to go there. That kind of joy, that kind of um, expression and experience, I, you cannot be a part of it and not be affected. Yeah. I mean, even it's as powerful. Yeah. I mean, even as a standby or like I am, mm-hmm. it, it's just impactful and just, wow. you know, amazing. And then to kind of, break through those boundaries and find themselves, you know, on a new intimate level or a new connection, all of a sudden, all these other doors start opening up in your life. You know, it's, it's weird how that, you know, I can totally imagine that, but can you think of an example? Well, I think that when we go through life, the more that we open ourselves up, um, I'm a huge, huge proponent for open up yourself, open up your soul and be open to life's experiences. Mm -hmm. They're not all great, but the great ones are freaking great. Right. And you don't get to have them unless you open up. Mm -hmm. So you miss out big time. Yeah. And so if you work with a couple... And I'm not even saying, I mean, most of my couples are very happy. Mm-hmm. I don't work with, I'm not a therapist. So right. I'm not, 
you know, I'm not in your couple's therapy Therapy roundhouse. Right. um, So people don't come to me because of that. Mm -hmm. Um, They come to me because they want to take their great relationship to another level. Yeah. Level up, right? Yeah. And so when they do, they're wide open, they're excited, and that just kind of goes out to the universe and it because they're open and they've had such a positive experience more experiences start coming of joy yeah. whatever that may be um, yeah wow it could be you know what i decided to quit my job and take this other job or i mean that's a very dramatic example but but no i know. get that it's like i've yeah. it's like all of a sudden you're feeling more like, well, I want to do all the things I'm yeah. excited I'm about. I'm open. Yeah, I'm open. Yeah. I'm, yeah. And it, it's just, it's so much fun. It's yeah. so much fun. Well, I can tell that just yeah. talking to you. So would if there is like a mission to what you're doing and maybe it's evolving, but is it is it creating just more openness, more open? I don't know. What, what would yeah, you say to that? Yeah, you know, it's um, creating joy. Um, and joy is the word I use as a umbrella for mm-hmm. all those other wonderful terms, you know, right. excitement, enthusiasm, um, interest, you know, all of that stuff. Joy, I think that's a word I love to use because it's everything fits inside the word joy. Mm-hmm. And so to, to try to facilitate joy and, still be a part of it and enjoy the joy. Enjoy the joy. <laughs> yeah, yeah is, I love that. You know, it's a little selfish, but it gives me the next level up. Yeah. And it makes me feel better about, well, I don't just go to work and come home. Mm-hmm. And I don't lay on the couch and I don't bitch about my job mm-hmm. and I don't wish I was somewhere else. I'm doing something that I believe in. I'm doing something that I'm excited about. And that I get to connect with, you know, it's not, um, which is what I love about hair. I was going to say that totally wrapped it back up to what you loved about hair. And I think also to kind of, I'm not trying to put it in such a neat, tidy bow, but I think you're, if it opens up people to just more joy and being open to things, that's also where you were at to be led to, to do this because you didn't start out that way. So it's like this perfect, like. Like, that's that's well, why I say, you know, it's so important to just open yourself up. Open yourself up, and yeah. You, it's just amazing what, um, and it's not necessarily new stuff that comes to you, but now you're aware of it mm-hmm. because you're open. Mm-hmm. Um, I think life, karma, whatever you want to call it, um, has this stuff out there for you. And we're just not always in a space that we can see it or recognize it. Mm, like we don't notice it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's because we're not ready to. So if you kind of open yourself up and just kind of, you know, open those eyes a little bit wider and look around and be positive about what you're going through, mm-hmm. um, that enthusiasm just kind of reverberates through the world. I mean, I mean, that sounds so kind of corny, but no, but you, know, I, you let that out that. there and that shit comes back. It's, and it's an energetic yeah, thing. It yeah. is totally energetic. Yeah. And if you just kind of, you know, 
trust in it. That's my other big thing when I, especially when I'm working in the body work. Mm -hmm. Well, I do it with hair too, is trust. Yeah. Trust in this. It can always be changed. It can always be a different direction, but trust and let's see where it goes. Whether you're getting a new hairdo or I'm teaching you a new uh, massage technique Mm -hmm. for your partner. Right. Or, you know, whatever. Whatever it is. Just kind of trust and know that the world is not going to stop if you don't like it. Right. You could just say, not for me. Yeah. 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 So it's fun. Wow. Well, I I love just hearing about this. And I, I, when we were kind of, you were introduced to me, I was like, man, that's interesting and cool. And and who knows? Maybe just this conversation can open up some some stuff Certainly. too. Who knows? But um, but I so appreciate you sharing with your story and just well, thanks. It's it's really fun to talk about it because mm-hmm. I don't I don't have this kind of a conversation with a lot of people. Yeah, you know, it's not like. You're at a party and it's like, hey, guess what? (laughs) (laughs) Or or maybe do it in like in such a long format to really explore it. But yeah, it's it's so interesting and I'm I'm it's just like following that butterfly feeling. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you, Michael. This has been amazing. It was really a lot of fun. Yeah, me for me too. Thanks so much for listening. Please leave a review and share with a friend. And if you're enthusiastic about something and want to share it, please contact me at michelle at enthusiasmdiaries.com.